0: battle line podcast and if you are viewing us for the first time yes we are on youtube now i mean uh, it's still the majority of the listeners are listening but if you're uh if you are listening sign over to youtube go to Battleline podcast and thanks to d from yeah. team house helping us out we are now doing video and uh I think both of our setups look pretty cool. I mean, like finally we have something that looks a
1: little presentable here. Uh, and, and I'll get some more stuff up there. And for all you guys, I know we're going to have some people out there. Your flag's backward? No, it's it's just reversed on the camera, guys. My flag is in the correct stars and stripes uh, as you read it, uh, as you would. I actually don't see it in the frame, but maybe. Oh, good, know, good. Well, yeah. if we we twist it this way, it looks it looks backwards, but it's not, guys. It's it's hanging the right way. It's just the camera camera reverses, flips it. So. Oh anyway. yeah.
0: but. I think it's just on your end because it's weird because if I look at the Battle Line podcast, it's in the right it's in the right way. But oh, it's yeah. not but I think okay. it I think it revert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. yeah, no, we're good. It it won't be reversed like that, I don't think. But uh hey, I'm not gonna lie, I think I think my hair looks better than yours because I got Tonto's pomade going you got, on Tonto's I got my, hair face. What are
1: you talking about? I got Tonto Pomade in my hair. That <laughs> That's the That's it works awesome and it smells smells great man i i and that little i mean people think that it's that little jar from the Outer rage guys like oh it's not gonna last but it lasts me over a month because you don't need that much of it i don't know how you i don't know if it You're
0: yeah no same and this isn't even a read for them i just genuinely love the product i mean yeah, hopefully they sponsor more shows but i really do um but this is an actual sponsorship before we get into the show and that's of course <laughs> our friends who have been with us since the very beginning fort scott munitions Fort Scott is a manufacturer of multi federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. Mm -hmm. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike with the ammunition being CNC spun. The tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Now, if you want to check them out, you just go to the dealer locator on Fortscottmunitions.com, munitions.com. Yep. And you'll find something in every state. But we like going, it's Chris, yeah. All right, so um, yeah, I think something's going on there with Chris, but yeah, in in every state you're going to find a dealer locator by you. Oh, you're you're that's what you're doing. All right. Yeah, I think you're like taking a piss or something. <laughs> now that uh, we have video, yeah, you up, can man. actually see
1: see this. Here it is, right here, guys. Good stuff. Really good, great ammunition. Uh, and fantastic home defense stuff as well. But keep going, brother. Since we no, have the video, still, I, hey.
0: I, no, it's perfect, man. That makes sense. I didn't, I didn't know what you were doing. If you did that, <laughs> it makes sense that you have it that nearby, though. I don't think of that.
1: Uh, that's a lot of. Any, you know, this is you see my body armor over here from Gladiator Solutions, and then I've got actually I've got a little gun behind me as well, little little uh, personal defense weapon or a PDX. Uh, and I mean, that's I just went shooting. So why, if I mean? Why not yeah. have the stuff right near me? Because this is this is where my little office is. So that as part of work. Shooting's part of work for me. So let's keep it in the office.
0: Yeah. So I assume that means I mean, if someone breaks in, they're getting shot with Ford oh, Scott yeah. munitions.
1: Yeah, they're getting shot with That's home defense. And, I, and that's why it's it's used. They're gonna get shot with Ford Scott munitions and that stuff. It does tumble and it will leave the hole a hole in you, or at least coming out of you, pretty dang big. So just leave my house alone. Leave me alone. Don't worry. If, don't bother me. I won't bother you. And let's just leave it at that. Leave my family alone as well.
0: I love it. Yeah. So uh, as I was saying there, though, guys, uh, the dealer locator on the website, you're going to find dealers in every single state. You put your zip code in there. You put your state in there. Even even some of the gun unfriendly states, you're going to find Fort Scott. Okay. So uh, Fort Scott Use the exclusive promo code battle for 15 percent off your order only available to listeners of the Battleline Podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, Battleline Tactical, and the Battleline Podcast. With that, let's get right into everything.
2: You are now tuned into The Battle Line Podcast.
0: Is on, and for those of you viewing, I want to know how do you like the new intro? I love the new intro and who's sexier
1: it's, it's me. Who's <laughs> sexy? Come on, man.
0: Ian is sexier, of course. He's... There's
1: more video footage
0: of you, so there's <laughs> not really any video footage of me. And, and so the that... video footage is awesome. So shout out to everybody who captured that stuff.
1: Yeah, now great. It was part of it, I think, was from Heath Smith over at Ford Leather. Uh, and I don't know who captured the other video stuff, but I think the majority of it, Michael Billings, who's a battle line instructor, tremendous firearms instructor and he'll be at the copper ticket course you get to run right. courses with him. he's oh so motivated it reminds me of when i was 30 and actually had a lot of energy because that's what mike is but uh, guys they uh yeah whoever did that i know Heath did part of it over there at ford leather it does a tremendous job and then jeremy i thought it was forged leather isn't it F-O-R-J-D. No, it's it's, like, it's it's f-j-o-r-d like fjord there was I f-o-r-j-d You know what? You might be right. He,
0: help us out, man. Because I think it makes sense. It's like forged in the leather. It's like embossed. That's how I thought
1: of it. That's why he's the brains of the operation. I I, I could (laughs) be wrong. I don't know the people, but when I saw (laughs) it, it looked like forged to me. (laughs) You're probably right, man. I always thought it was like the Valhalla thing. But a fjord, never mind. I'm an idiot. This, no, this, I know I could topic. I could be wrong that's what I, don't, I,
0: that's what I thought though
1: I don't think you're wrong we'll, we'll look it up later <laughs> or he he watches yeah. the show or listens to the show he'll he'll text we it. are
0: kind of infamous for getting things wrong with the names because I mean <laughs> we did say Thaddea wrong for years so. for, you
1: know, Taddea, and then it's back to Thaddea but nah, Ford Leather makes tremendous stuff too geez we're just doing all sorts of promotions all over the place just willy-nilly aren't we
0: yeah, I guess so. But um, yeah. With with that, I do want to get into your Hawaii trip because that's interesting. But yeah. actually, the first thing I want to say, real quick, cause just just to say it as a baseball fan, Mets first place, absolutely killing it. Uh, I just saw, I saw yesterday Jim Brewer who follows us. I want to get him on the show, and and he doesn't follow like thousands of people. He follows like a couple hundred people, and one of them is Battleline Podcast. So I I guess he's a listener. I want to get him on, but you yeah, you get him on. They would love to get him on. Man. Well, he's
1: an yeah, he, old school comic. They don't make him like that anymore. I mean, a lot of like we, we, you know, God bless Gilbert Godfrey and, and, you know, Louie Anderson. All, I mean, but that's the Jim Brewer maybe came a little bit after, but he's still part of that genre when comedians were funny. <laughs>
0: Back. In. I, I mean, there's still plenty of funny comedians, but I, I, I love Brewer. Um, But yeah, he went in a whole rant about all these Mets players getting hit in the head with balls. And he's just like, yeah do these do these pitchers from the nationals and st louis do they just suck or is it that you can't beat us so you're just hitting all our players in the head um but i have to say man as a fan uh in the offseason i was wondering why the mets were getting all these players these pitchers who were like 37 years old it was like all these pitchers who are older than i am i figured they'd all be past their prime and sure enough they've they've actually been great we've been in first place so uh I don't know. It's just cool to see if there's any Mets fans out there. And I'm sure there are.
1: And he's saying that guys, cause I'm a Yankees fan. So he's That's just, not why. Uh, but, oh, come on <laughs> a little bit, but, uh, but Hey, Yankees, sometimes they start slow and I don't think they have. I mean, I, I don't know who they have besides so Aaron judge. And there's a couple other guys out but again, it's not, they don't have the, they haven't built themselves up like in the good old days, like in the, in the nineties and two thousands with the Jeters and Bernie Williams and, you know, uh, Paul O'Neill's and, and, uh, and yeah you know, just they will they'll, they'll get back up there but they it's that's what i love about baseball it really is it's just the ebb and flow and their their minor league teams you ever have a chance to go to a minor league game guys go do it it's, it that is true still true baseball i mean it's so fun and the small stadiums they have now but they make them like the field of dreams type stadiums and it's just it, they're i i love going to minor league baseball games i like going to big games just because it's it's easier to get into but they still have everything that you would want at a major league game. It's just smaller venues, and it, it just feels like Americana. It's awesome, awesome.
0: It's funny you mention that because less last, so last year I went to a Long Island Ducks game for the first time.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, look, he's, he's long past being on the team. But I thought it was so funny that at one time John Rocker was pitching for the yeah. Long Island Ducks because – the- the guy went off on like his hatred of New York and like you know <laughs> yeah, he, and like immigrants and gay people and, remember, then, and then he's well, living in Long Island pitching you know and Long Island's a different place than New York City yeah, for sure yeah, but yeah. it was just funny because I mean the guy was like the most hated baseball player in New York after that rant and then he pitches for a minor league Long Island that, team
1: Karma's Karma's a motherfucker it? <laughs> Karma just yeah. get you every time I remember that rocker because. Was he pitching – when he was, did that rant, was he pitching for the Red Sox? For the Braves. And, for the Braves when he did that rant. But that was during the Braves-Yankees heyday, though, when, yes. they, both, when they played in the World Series. Yeah, I remember because I was I said watching the World Series. I think I was in grad school at the time, living in $100 a $100-a-month apartment or a room in, in a house. Which, in, that doesn't exist anymore. I know. I know. In downtown Omaha, Nebraska, and that was like my one one – positive thing in my life at that time that was when I had got kicked out of the army the first time and I remember, Yankees. yeah it was during that time frame and I was at grad school and I, I do I remember all that and it was yeah it was just it was it was some fun for me because it was I could get enjoyment watching the Yankees and the Braves play and Rocker was like the bad guy some guy to hate if, and hates a strong word. I, I think we use it too freely, but some guy to really dislike on the other team, so you could cheer for your team even more. So when they actually won, it was it was fun. That was that was a good time in life. Simple time, just paying a hundred dollar rent, drinking a, a forty ounce or getting a Mickey's Big Mouth, you know, for two bucks at the local store. Didn't have any air conditioning, so all the windows are open in the house because we have no air conditioning in this little apartment uh, that I'm living in, and watching the Yankees play and cheering them. That, that was fun times, man. That was that was a good simple time in life. I I I, I love that time, and that's when I met my second wife too. That's when I was dating Tanya, which ended up working out very well as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen back to the show with Tanya Peranto, if uh, one of our earliest episodes. Who, by the way, I've I've wanted to have back on the show, but she. Wants no part in it. She the audience hates Likes it. when she comes on, though. I mean, oh. I thought it was a good interview. We Got into, you know, vol. We could have gotten more into volleyball, but we got into kind of like how you guys met. It was, yeah, was a good yeah. show.
1: Nah, she just hates. She doesn't have any social media. She hates all that stuff, which I I think is quite refreshing in this day and age. When when and my wife is is a very pretty lady. Um, when a a, a, a late a very pretty lady does not want anything on social media I, I think that's that's one of the things I'm attracted to to be honest yeah, it's like uh, yeah she's she doesn't need all that crap to make herself feel good she feels good about herself regardless what other people say but we'll get her back on and I'll put keep putting the pressure just, I'll just keep nudging <laughs> it a little bit
0: it's been I mean probably like over two years, two years it's been yeah. a very yeah, yeah it's been a very long time um with that though I, I did say I wanted to get into the Hawaii trip because I can yeah. say for me man I've been plenty of places in the U S even though, you know, the continental U S and I've been outside the U S never been to Hawaii. My friend, uh, Will Glass, intrinsic, uh, rapper now lives in Hawaii. He, he totally lives that Hawaii lifestyle. He's now completely raw food, vegan, um, loves it there moved from Scottsdale, Arizona to there. Wow. Um, I've heard great things, but yeah, I'd love to hear the whole experience.
1: No, I just we went out there, had a speaking event for, uh, Cal SMACNA. they're the California Sheet Metal and Air Conditioning uh, Contractors in, in the whole entire state of California. Big organization, and but um, tremendous group of people. They're they're wonderful. Treated me so well. Uh, just was amazing time out there. But just getting to go to the island, and I went running both days. I ran seven miles both days on these trails. Back and uh, if you ever been to Lahui or been to the island of Kauai. That's where they filmed the first jurassic park and it does feel like you're in i you're saw you in, yeah, yeah. it does feel like you're in the, the prehistoric times but it was awesome just running just running trails and, and there's cliff diving out there and a lot of the scenes that you have in movies where you see the see the hollywood people jump off the cliffs in the hawaiian movies that was filmed right there as well on that island where we were staying so it was it was cool it's just like a bucket list thing as a runner. And a lot of you runners out there, I know there's a lot to listen to the show. You guys can attest to this. There's a bucket list of places you want to run. That's one of them. Also, you know, running the hill, running Hyde, Hyde Street or Hyde Hill in San Francisco, or Lombard Street's another one, which I got to do a few months ago as well in San Francisco. Or running the Rocky Mountain, the trails outside of Glenwood Springs up to Hanging Lake. That's another one. We run by Doc Holliday's grave. I, I've got to run those when I was in Colorado. It just was in their bucket list thing that just in an amazing beauty that this country and the world has. It was just awesome. It was awesome. And by the way, get... it's
0: funny to say, it's funny to say because you're right when you say like this country, but it's almost not the country because yeah. it's, it's an island, you know, just like Alaska. How, how, yeah, I mean, you got to go overseas Overse- to go,
1: yeah. And, and, and um, it's still, though, when you get in, you, you don't feel like you're, because you're not, maybe that's because you're not going through passport control or customs or all that. There's a little bit, because they want to make sure you don't bring any plants or invasive species into the state. Oh, but I thought it,
0: when you are saying plants, you're
1: talking a little,
0: um, people watching oh, the video, well, like a little joint uh promotion
1: I, I don't i don't know is it legal out there now or not i don't know if it is or not
0: i i feel like it's legal most places but i would think going on a plane because i don't a lot of people get busted for bringing weed yeah, back bringing from hawaii weed back. And that type of thing
1: I, I don't do that guys anymore i smoke you blood. just do cbd just cbd <laughs> i smoked i did do a little weed back in the college days and little steroids there and went to college days back in the old days but i, I it still felt like you're you're coming into america just but the flight yeah the flight flight's miserable and i you know and i do i i, I sat up front and i i kind of have to now I really get anxious when i fly i don't like to fly I, i've never liked to fly ever uh but even sitting up front it's it was it's just a long flight and but overall a great trip i did get bit by something on the trails and it's my leg is killing me i've got like little welts over my leg so there are prehistoric bugs out there that you can't see that bite the living hell out yeah,
2: you <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah I- when I I would think for you, by the way, when you talk about the flight time, I mean, I would think for me, it's a long flight time, but you're a guy who's been to Libya, you've been to Afghanistan, like that, I mean, I would think for you, it's a breeze.
1: I think it's, it's, I mean, it's still easy to do. I still don't like it, though. I shouldn't say it's not that I can't do it. It's just I don't enjoy it. I, I don't. And I'm at a time in my life where I'm not excited to, to be gone from home anymore. So, that adds a little bit of stress, but also, you know, on those flights that we would take uh, up until we had started having flight commercial, we had private, like a private agency plane. That was a little different because you're flying, it's like me and you flying together and we can do whatever we want on the plane because there's really no rules on the plane because it's a private one. The time flies because, you know, you and I can chat for a couple hours where... You're yeah. On the plane. By the way, no. when
0: you say "do whatever we want on the plane," uh, not people could no, something. No, no, oh no, 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 I no, I was no, thinking uh, people are like are they getting gay on the plane? No, no, no.
1: no, no, no. Just, you can you can get up and move around. Don't worry about your seat belts and all that. It this is just, where my mind goes. Yeah. No. Have your cell phone on if you want to when you're taking off. True. true but, yeah. but but you know that was we used to fly what we called the J Lo birds because we had a we had a plane, the first, first private plane we had within the agency was a plane that was Jennifer Lopez's plane that we, oh, that sure. the agency had bought, but they hadn't reconfigured it. So it still had the couches and lot and chairs leaning back. So most of the time it, it's actually sucked because <laughs> when you were flying back and you had a bunch of CIA, CIA and state department, sometimes we had a state department person on there, it would fill the plane up. So there was no place to sit because only a few people could sit on a couch or some chairs in the back. So I remember it ended up just laying on the floor, but the, that was the best bathroom I'd ever seen on a plane. It was, I'd just go sit in the bathroom forever on the cushy heated seats and just pretend I was taking a big dump for a half hour, just so I could get away from everybody and relax. But when they did finally buy an actual plane and retrofitted it, I think it was a 737 with first class seats through the whole thing. That was nice. And, and it was, it was comfortable, it, it, but, it, but you're also the, the excitement of going into a combat zone does help past the time quite a bit were just flying on a plane just to fly to Hawaii. And that's seven. I know from Denver to Hawaii, it was like seven, seven hours, almost eight hours. Um, And that did get long. then I flew back. That's longer than I
0: realized.
1: But from Denver, it is. Then I flew back to Phoenix on the way back home. And that was five and a half hours. That wasn't too bad. Uh, But yeah, once you get over five hours, I don't care who you are, whether you're a professional flyer or not, that just gets... It just gets long, man, because you can only sleep for so long on a plane. At least me. I can't sleep very well on a plane because I just I don't like flying. I, I really I I, should, I don't want to say I have a fear of flying, but I do get anxious when I fly. It doesn't and it doesn't matter how much I've done. It. In fact, I get more anxious now because I recognize sounds where you're oblivious to these sounds. Ignorance truly is bliss. But when you're ignorant to all the flight sounds and the, what the noises the plane makes and then you fly so much that you start to know what all those sounds are. And then you hear something out of the ordinary. You're like. Oh, shit. What was that? Did we just lose half the wing? And you're looking, and you know, it's of course not because they do a good job. All airline pilots are extremely, in my opinion, extremely professional, take their job seriously. Of course they do, but it's still, you know, it's still, it still sucks when you're going through it. Heavy turbulence, <laughs> and you, yep. and and you're like God, this just just and please, and you're praying to the good Lord upstairs saying, please just let this turbulence end. I don't want to fly this for three hours. I did one time from New Jersey, actually. That was I flying think back. I
0: find that. I'm oh, sorry, I was just gonna say, I think people no, no, I find that funny because like you're a guy who's been under fire and. You know. I, I think most people, a lot of people with turbulence, they're like, yeah, whatever. It's like a minor inconvenience. It's just funny that that, for you, that scares you more than something that would scare the yeah, average person.
1: I think it's because you don't have any control over it. You know, at least if I'm getting shot at, I can shoot back or I can move and run and get away from it or go towards it. When you're on a plane, you're just stuck. You're like, eh, whatever. <laughs> and I, I think that's with a lot of guys. I think that's where you get post-traumatic stress too. I, I think a lot of that where it comes from is because you don't have the control over your life situations that you did when you were overseas you, or when you're in a fight or in your combat you, you know and so when that anxiousness or that adrenaline pops up it's got nowhere to go so it just goes inside you and then you just and it just keeps building and building and building and you have to find a way how to release it and when you're sitting on a plane or when you're out at a bar or some some guys drink and some guys fight some guys just go home and let it build up and then it just really hurts them. And me on a plane, it just builds up and I just have to you know like I do anything else. It's calm down, take a breath, focus on something else, have a good movie on so I can watch it and just like hurry up and get through it. Because turbulence, as you all know, is, is part of the flying. You can't get away from it. It's just how it is. And but but it yeah, it does it, it, and it does come down to a lack of control, which I think, again, post-traumatic stress guys that, men and women I, I, for all you people that are new to us guys is a <laughs> is a gender neutral term on the battle line podcast when i say guys it means men and women um but guys that suffer from post match stress a lot of that has to do with not having control of a situation whereas you had control you did even when you're getting shot at you still had control of the situation at least what you could do about that situation where when you get back home A lot of that control is left to others out there because you, you just you don't you don't have the control. You can't shoot back and you can't kill turbulence. It, do, it doesn't work that way. Or and you guys know where I'm going. Now. I'm, I'm going yeah. down a in a circle. No, I,
0: I know what you mean yeah, lack of control for sure. But it's it's good to hear that it was great. I, I mm. think that's on my bucket list for one day to do. And Hawaii. no mass, we forgot no mass on the no plane. No mass yeah.
1: was tremendous. No mass, no nothing in Hawaii at the airport. It was so nice to see people smile again. You could just tell people were. A lot less stressed in the airport than when you were wearing masks. That was wonderful. It was just that that actually made the trip was just seeing people kind of happy at the airport again, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're delayed, but it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. No,
0: That that makes sense because that's the uh, I haven't been back to the airport since January. So, wow. that, I mean, that changed pretty recently I, when I was yeah. in um Los Angeles for New Year's Eve but yeah the uh the the big news actually for people who listened last week when I had Tom and the on, we were talking about the speculation about Elon Musk buying Twitter Uh, and then sure enough as we know in the past week Elon Musk has officially bought Twitter um so that I think that's been the biggest news that's really dominated the news cycle this past week and yeah uh, I think uh as Tom Tom Borelli said on the show and I agree I think it's going to be a real game changer.
1: Uh, it's great. It's capitalism at its finest. It's what's supposed to happen, you know, and, and I, I there, I, I do believe there was a monopoly on social media with it, with, with the left and, and, you know, whatever guys, it, it is what it is. They, they, they had control of it. They were able to move, put, dictate how media was pushed out. And I, in all fairness, there should be a different difference in media relationships as far as whether you're right or left. Cause I, I believe just like a battery, and you have the plus and the minuses, it it equal it cancels each other out. There's got to be somewhere where not just one group is in massive control of of what gets put out there. And I've seen that in the Middle East. That's what the Middle East. That's when you have dictators. That's when, that's when propaganda gets put out there. And I think a lot of us, and I'm glad a lot of us in America have common sense. And I believe a lot of them we're seeing that doesn't matter which party you were with or you're an independent, make no difference at all. You're just seeing hey. We're starting to get a lot of bullshit put out there, and it's due to politicians. It is due to politicians wanting control of uh, and wanting to remain in control or the party to remain in control. And I do believe, yeah, Elon Musk buying that will even the playing field, which it should be. It should always be in media. should have both sides everywhere. Uh, But on social media side of the house, it wasn't like that, but until hopefully Fingers crossed until now, and I think that's a great thing. That's a great thing for America. That's a great thing for, for all social media outlets out there, and it's a great thing for for podcasts, of course. And and uh, I I don't see it a negative, but yeah, it's it's early, so who knows, man? Who knows? The no, I think, I, know. I think it's all
0: positive, and and yeah, I do see with podcasts, yeah, for sure, reach getting squashed, even yeah. podcasts like ours that aren't overtly political or anything like that. It's happened to us. Um, but I've just been a bit big fan of Elon Musk for many years now, because I think Elon Musk is really doing a lot, too. And I don't want to like o- overhype it, because if I say it in this way, it's going to sound like some type of worship of the man, which, you know, I'm not. But but yeah. to save humanity in some sense in what he's doing with Tesla, because I just think about like, for all my life and probably most of your life, we've heard about well, we need to get off um, yeah. fossil fuels. We need to get off foreign oil. And I don't think the government has really done much. They've actually done a lot more harm. They propped up a lot of companies like Solyndra, as we know, that failed. And and that was taxpayer money. And someone like Elon Musk was the first one out there who innovated the technology, keeps all of his patents open source so other people could use it because he says, hey, I want I want this technology to thrive. And the fact is, the only way I think to get people on electric cars to get off of fossil fuels is to have like an electric car that people actually consider cool he didn't need the government to really fund that he was just able to make a car that people get in like dylan who we work with has a tesla and i'm like this is a cool car so i think uh, without the government getting involved you're able to incentivize people just by putting out a good product and putting out something innovative and of course i know there's problems with lithium as well I, i i know that it you know fossil fuels are you know there's there's problems because you've spoken about it before. Yeah, yeah. there's problems with all of it with how we harvest all this stuff yeah. but there does have to be some balance for sure i don't think we should be a completely relying on fossil fuels because it puts us in the position that we're in now where prices get jacked up where we're relying on countries that we really shouldn't be like yeah, saudi arabia yeah. of course yeah. um <laughs> so i think i think elon musk has done more for clean energy than the government ever has uh,
1: and the innovativeness, like you said it it, it it's uh it instills at least i think in the younger generation too to continue to study continue to to work hard and continue to have ideas and continue to try to try to make them work and if they don't work then fix them something else it's a true story of of success by and i'm sure elon musk has failed several times through his life and just learned from it and he kept going on he kept kept building and, and he kept working and 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 being successful finally and what he wanted to be successful in. And what what you said there with the open source stuff, that to me says volumes or speaks volumes because he's not trying to hide what he's doing just through the ends of make money. He's like, Hey, I, I want people, all people to know this. I want people to ha- get to get, to have access to this. So if they want to do the same thing, they can. That's leadership, brother. I want and, and, He's, I, I don't know. I, I I and I don't follow him as much as some people do, but just the little things that I have seen. And being someone that does go and speak on leadership quite often to big corporations, that's one of the things that that you know I see a leader. as see as an attribute is the ability to share and not try to hoard all your ideas because you want to be the only one that has this and knows this. Because if somebody else gets it, they may do something yeah. bigger and better than me. Well. Isn't that what you want? You you want it to continue to improve. I'm not going to buy anything electric right now, as far as a truck goes, because I don't think it's right yet. I don't think I think it's at that point yet. Will I down the road if somebody other than Elon Musk takes his ideas and makes a tr- a really good electro electric truck? Maybe. Yeah. But it's got to be taken that next level. I think that's no, I, I agree.
0: It. And it shouldn't be forced by the government's hand, no, right? Never, it's just like never. It, technology is going to continue to innovate with or without government. Right. And I think there's going to be more and more geniuses in this field like yeah. Elon Musk who know how to do things. And, and yeah, the price does have to be brought down for sure. I mean, I know right now I have a Jeep that uh, that's leased. And once I'm able to buy it back, it just makes sense for me to keep going with my Jeep. I'm very happy with it. But but I think for the first time electric cars are not this like shitty little vehicle yeah. that you're like, I would never want to drive this. The Tesla is the first thing that you see on the road and you're like, this is pretty cool. So, and,
1: and they are making, you know, the Chevy has brought out a Silverado. I have a Chevy Suburban. Chevy makes great cars, American car. They're fantastic. You know, I think the issue right now more than anything is not just the car itself, but the ability to, cause you know, where I live in Kansas, there's, there's no electric there's no electric charging stations live in my itty-bitty town. That's a huge deal, too. Being able yeah, to...
0: If yeah, you, if you haven't... Because my mom just bought a hybrid, right? And a hybrid uh, SUV. Yeah. And, I mean, if you have it in your uh, garage, I mean, I don't think she really goes to many of those charging stations. I think she just charges it in the garage and gas lasts you for, for like a month, you know? Just you, you fill up the vehicle and, and you're going and going. And my mom's That's in the car cute. all the time. I and mean, she's a real estate agent. She's out showing houses, so... Um, yeah but the the other piece of news I wanted to get to that's definitely underreported that I saw that you and I were going back and forth about uh, just texting because and and for the listeners you know we don't just like shoot from the hip on this show I mean we try to we uh, our prep is really us just like texting each other what we're seeing and um, I don't you know trying to like read up on this type of stuff but yeah this was definitely underreported and actually if it wasn't for Twitter I wouldn't even know about this article because it got kind of buried I mean I was trying to find other headlines about it, and this was like buried at the bottom of something on Real Clear Politics. Um, yeah, oh no, no Politico. Uh, Politico. It was, it was, you know, buried at the bottom of that. But it was all over Twitter, and that's where I tend to get a lot of news. So um, DHS is standing up a new disinformation governance board to coordinate countering misinformation related to homeland security, focused specifically on irregular migration in Russia. Nina Jankowicz will head the board as executive director. She previously was a disinformation fellow at the Wilson Center, advised the Ukrainian Foreign Ministry as part of the Fulbright Public Policy Fellowship, and oversaw Russia and Belarus programs at the National Democratic Institute. Um, And then that's, it says, hat tip to Daniel Lipman um, for that. But uh, I think you and I had the same reaction that you yeah. want to hear DHS disinformation governance board. It sounds very, <laughs> it sounds very North Korea-esque because <laughs> I, I do <laughs> think like, I think disinformation is is a problem, but this is not the way that you fight that. No,
1: and to have, this is a board that's supposed to instill ethics back into the way we get information, back into the media, back into social media, back in the news. And the government's going to run it, our government, yeah. which is probably one of the most unethical lack of integrity organization out there holy crap can, are you kidding me and, and it, is it a shock that if they're putting that out as elon musk gets twitter are you kidding so they can control the flow of information you know all you veterans out there that have served in the middle east or served in north africa that have served in countries with, di- with dictators or with terrorists that run the country you know what this is this is the ability to control and put out propaganda by and now it's by our government agency, our government agency. It's the same thing a dictator would do. What did I, sh- I shot you that meme of Kim? J- this is Kim Jong Il approved. Yeah, this yeah, sort of thing. Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un <laughs> approved. Well, that's because that's what this is. The government does not need to be doing any of this and putting the government's board, putting in a disinformation governance board by our own government that puts out more disinformation utilizing the mainstream media. That's that's the most hypocritical
2: thing.
1: It's laughable. It's ludicrous. It really is. And it's extremely hypocritical. And I think a lot of Americans just like myself and like you can look at it right now because we've been we've been disinformed quite often enough by our own government and the mainstream media that we look at it and just have the same feeling that that both of us do. It's like, are you kidding me? Is, really? You're, you guys are going to say what's going to be out there? No, you're going to say what you want people to hear so your own political party can stay in power. And if it was a Republican led government that was doing the same thing right now, a Republican led White House, I would be saying the same thing. Like, no, stay the stay out of it. You don't need to have anything to do with it. Politicians are not ethical. My own experience with politicians, the media has ethical people, but overall is not ethical. It's not have integrity on either side of the house. And, you know, and then I talk about that quite often as well. Um, Stay out of it. their disinformation board that's ridiculous and yeah i I just don't think it's a coincidence that it came about after elon musk bought twitter and the whole left freaked out hey is what it is i don't i don't know because of
0: the fact that i'll say elon musk just bought twitter i think it would probably take a few months at least to put this into effect i don't think like they just created a position overnight if i had to
1: guess well i think they've been watching this like everybody else they're watching and you do have contingencies if this happens then this yeah, is the route true. we're gonna go and and that's that's just that's that's how the military works that's that is how the government works at least on that aspect is is they normally don't shoot from the hip in most cases um but sometimes even all their contingencies are completely way off like Benghazi is a perfect example the contingency what should we say well, they had multiple contingencies and they picked one that was <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Well, here's disinformation right there. That's I, the thing,
0: yeah, that's a great yeah. example because, yeah, they would say that your story, that your story of someone who was actually there was disinformation.
1: But you know what, I, to
0: to um, I guess to be fair on this issue, and I was we were both texting about it. I do think there is a major problem with both Russian disinformation out there and Chinese different disinformation, and you have to counter those. and. They do it brilliantly, truthfully. I mean, China with TikTok, TikTok is Chinese disinformation. They control the algorithm. The the Communist Party of China controls what you see on there. And it's an app that is basically people dancing, is masquerading, is like the fun part of being on it. But the app is is 100% designed to put out Chinese propaganda. And then Russia, on the other Mm -hmm. hand, with RT, they've done a brilliant job of basically pitting Americans against each other. If you listen to our episode way back with with uh, uh I I hate having to say his code name but uh, Corey Alanis, uh. you know I I want to say his real name but, but you know <laughs> he just doesn't put it out there but you know he he spoke about uh we we spoke about it at the time Russia yeah. buying ads for Trump Russia buying um uh, Facebook ads for even Black Lives Matter and as as Corey Alanis said were they doing it because they really support these causes No it was to create oh, hostility. Just- yeah, and and they and they're sitting back and watching all of this. So I do think America has to counter that in some way, but you don't counter it by kind of doing the same thing. Is is yeah, and, yeah. and actually, I would say Russia is a mm-hmm. lot more. They're good at like kind of like RT. They're good at making it look like a genuine news source. They bring tons of American guests on their people who have been on the show. Well, like yeah, I, dude, I, just I, there. I I hey guys,
1: yeah. full disclosure. I've been on the show before. I've been I've been on twice now they said exactly what i said and it wasn't spun it wasn't changed and and i made sure of that and then then i stopped going on all media it was right at that time frame
0: yeah but i mean Um, they they're very good at making rt look like a real news source like uh, you know and rt is just the it's the you know putin wing of it's just whatever putin wants out there
1: but i i do this is i do see americans americans we do when you're when we're individuals we're by ourselves we have a lot of common sense. It's when we get in large groups that we lose our freaking mind. I don't see RT as prevalent as maybe you have in the, in the Midwest. It's not out here. We don't No, no but But that, that's the
0: thing. I don't think people are watching it, but people are sharing articles. I mean, you've seen, as I was texting you, right? You, you've probably seen, because they're everywhere, the, the photos and videos of um, Ukrainian soldiers tying um, Russians to posts. Or the amount of Nazis who are in the Ukrainian um, military, right? Wow. And they're saying, "Oh, they're fighting Nazis over there. We're denazifying Ukraine." Yeah, this is the same as that. You could you could have an incident of some white supremacist who's in the U.S. Army and say the U.S. Army is all white supremacists. They're not necessarily watching RT. They're getting RT talking points from other sources. Tucker Carlson has repeated a lot of RT uh, yeah, talking points. I,
1: I think our own media divides us enough that we don't need RT doing it. And but that's I the point. That. They have. Well, they have. Well, They've made it worse. Well, that's the thing. I see the common sense just like yourself with, with people. War's hell. And wars, this is, hey, guys, whether it's Russia or Ukraine, the reason you have wars is both people think they're right. That's why. All right? So this is what you're seeing. One side is thinking they're right. And here they're giving their the reasons. And we're going to see the Ukrainian side. They think they're right. And, and and this is given the reasons. War's hell, brother. War, war's hell. And to say that Ukrainian soldiers aren't doing atrocities to Russian soldiers would be for horseshit. They, they are. They're, they're doing not all of them, but you lose your mind. But <laughs> I'm saying it's at, being
0: <clears throat> it's being <clears throat> these isolated incidents are being utilized to spin a narrative that being, Russia are the good guys
1: and Russia are not the good guys. Well, but I know. And but neither is Ukraine. And uh, are they are they? Are they innocent to all this? Ukraine is one of the and I guys. That's why I say I, we don't need to be involved in this. This is the regional war. These guys have it, out. I I don't think Russia. You think I, I like Russia? You guys know better than that. Yeah. Um. I just don't. I'm trying because I. You have to stay in the middle of a road with this. For me, I believe you do. I because both sides. Yes, the Ukraine was invaded. Could have been avi- avoided, probably. Um, but now they're fighting and the longer it goes out, you're going to see more atrocities by both sides because they're just, they've had it and we're humans. We see our friend killed. If you're a Ukrainian soldier and you see me, uh, let's give an example. Me and you are Ukrainians. We're out there fighting. You die. I'm holding you in my arms when you die. Do you not think I'm not going to turn into a freaking bloodlust and I'm going to cut everybody's dick off Russian shoulder that I'm going to, and it might get caught on camera. And now I am this terrible, terrible person because I don't take prisoners anymore. But you got to remember what goes on in somebody's head. And, and that's where, I, yeah, I, that's where I see that we're going to have more opportunities from both sides to point out atrocities when both sides are at fault for those atrocities. I, and, and I think that's why you see Beth Dutch, you see Maddie, Sergeant Waters, myself. I, I, you know, who else do we have on um, Justin? I yeah, need to just is, yeah, say hey, we don't need to be a part of any. Of this.
0: And and we all agree, yeah. I but I also want to make it clear, Putin is you know a war criminal. I, yeah. I do agree. It yeah. that. that doesn't mean that yeah. that um you know we're definitely trying to be that we're being sold by I think the establishment to get into a war. Um, but I I have no problem with the amount of people who have gone over from here who have volunteered with the Ukrainian forces because they strongly believe in it. Just like the same way we have people who have you know former Marines. I know, I'm sure. Way yeah. more people, you know, who went to volunteer with the Peshmerga, um, yeah. you know, the, I, I I personally do agree with, the, the, you know, those people who are over there doing that. But my point is because we're, we're getting a little off topic from it. But my point is, like, I don't think RT's propaganda is so prevalent that it's people turning on the TV and watching RT. It's people sharing articles. And once you look into where's this source from, where's this yeah. source from, it all goes back to Putin and Putin it all goes back to RT. That's his wing of the media.
1: And, and that's what Russia and China, that's what we do. We do the same thing. I don't want to say it's, we're on the
0: same level, though. I really don't. I don't think uh, you could really compare uh, what we do to RT. RT is very slick with what they do. I,
1: I think we, we we do push out. It's, it's unconventional warfare. It's to change hearts and minds. And that's how to destroy the morale of the people or to uplift the morale of the people if you're on that side. That's war, but that's unconventional warfare. That's UW. You learn that. There's a whole book on that if you want a whole training manual or field manual on that if you want to look it up with from the special forces teams. UW, unconventional warfare, hearts and minds, and, and um, yeah. Do we have do? what I say? Ah, do we have an RT? I, I, don't, I don't watch no. the news enough to. to we say. don't. We don't. <laughs> I mean, I
0: do agree. There's a ton of propaganda on the news, but we don't have like a Biden news network,
1: which is what RT is. And, and, and uh, yeah, right, right, God, God bless we don't. I'm glad we don't have one of those. Um, and then also, guys, I mean,
0: I, I'll point out one more thing, because I'm going to mention, like, the Top Gun movie, for example. And I really want to get someone on for the Top Gun movie. But I'm thinking of this as an example, right? We talked about it with Alex Hollings. Uh, Tom Cruise, right, in the new Top Gun movie. There's a reason he doesn't have a Taiwan patch on his jacket anymore. China's able to say to us, we're not going to distribute your film. If you put anything well, like pro Taiwan, so I mean they're just very good at propaganda. They're very good at it, and and I think they're very good at solely getting their message out there. And I don't think you can compare the two when China, for example. Is, um, you know, they don't have Twitter. They don't have social media. They don't have ways to get these other voices out there. And then in terms of Russia, Russia is not even hearing the Ukrainian perspective on what's going on. Russia literally believes that they are denazifying Ukraine. And that's just not true.
1: Well, like I said, wars are started because both sides think they're right. That's why wars. For happen. sure. But I just don't think you can compare
0: U.S. propaganda, which is prevalent, to Russia or Chinese propaganda. And well,
1: that's my take. We use our propaganda as ourselves. <laughs> against ourselves to do yeah it's a full circle and it's just where we come back to i say common sense americans as an individual have common sense it's when we get into our groups that we lose our fucking minds and we lose all common sense so uh, on ian's point of rt or the russian propaganda or chinese which are out there i mean look at disney holy shit the simpsons they've changed episode because the chinese were unhappy
0: yes do you see
1: how many and and some of them not not taking any away from the movies that come up but have you seen all a lot of the new movies that are coming out on disney they're chinese red turning red chinese um you've got um you know shang chi chinese all showing the good side the 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 values of of china and, and and do you think that's a coincidence? No, that's the propaganda. It's a hearts and minds, same thing. And Hey, my son loves red. He loves watching He's six years old. He loves it. I, I don't think he's getting well, whatever we'll get into that later. I don't need to get in that now. But what I'm saying is, is that there always will be propaganda out there. We have to use our common sense and us, we have the sit. We use propaganda against our enemies. Part of that going into internet cafes and putting shit sure. in computers. So when they put, when a local pulls it up, there's, we can track them. First of all, for trying to find somebody, but also there's propaganda going into those computers and internet cafes. Been part of those operations before. Um, it, it's just something that is going to be there because it's how you how you try to win a war without having to fight a war or destroy the morale of troops. And on Ukraine and Russia, yeah, Putin's terrible. He's 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 crazy. He's a megalomaniac. He's a man you gotta worry about him pushing the button. That's why we always also say, don't have any troops against troops. Don't put any U.S. troops or U.S. no-fly zone because all Putin has to do is push a button and he would because he's not gonna beat us in a head on war. It's not gonna happen. We saw that when he ran out of gas driving from Georgia to Texas with <laughs> this with freaking fleet. But um, to say that the Ukrainians are completely innocent to this, the military and so forth, I would say that's wrong as well. Um, But they did get invaded, so it's like, well, you started it. I don't know. They've been fighting for 10 years on the eastern side of Ukraine. Who really started it? It doesn't matter. All right. Just use your common sense. Help out where you can. And I agree with you. Guys that want to fight over there, Ian, have at it. Guys, go do what you think. You think you're doing something well. I felt that a long time ago as well, where I was fighting for something bigger than myself. Um, God bless you all. Be safe. Do what you have to do. They get home. Um, But... Uh, in the meantime, to me, it's, 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 it's a double-edged sword. I, I, I don't know who's right at the moment. All I know is that the people in Ukraine, and it's always the people in the countries, they're the ones that actually take the brunt of it and suffer. Both sides in this war uh, up on the mainframe and the Ukrainian-Russian war are both thinking they're right. And it's just going to keep getting worse and worse as it drags on because individuals in combat, when they see atrocities or they see their friends killed, it just makes them more jaded, and it makes things easier to do. Uh, hey, take—I'll use an example. Look at Eddie Gallagher, uh, guys. I know some of you hate me for saying that, but we, you listen to our whole show. I—I I, I think there were atrocities there too, but because of things that happen while you're there to you, and you just become jaded. So, just use your common sense as an individual. Don't get in that group think echo chamber with everybody around you. Just use your freaking common sense and—and and just. Just don't, don't follow RT (laughs) anymore. But I
0: I don't. I don't. Once again, I don't think they do. I think RT is very slick with how they get things out there. I don't think people. Here, here's the last point I actually wanted to make in terms of that is, I no one thinks they're ever a victim of disinformation, but we've all spread disinformation at one point or another. We've all read something that was disinformation and didn't know it. We all, you know, the it's. I mean, I do always feel like it's the baby boomer generation who is the worst with it. I think it's because they probably didn't grow up with computers and all that. And they don't cross-reference things, you know, that they, they just see an article, they take it as fact. If it, if it uh, sides with whatever viewpoint they have, they'll put it out there. And um, yeah, you got to cross-reference the misinformation or any information out there uh, because of the fact that it's very prevalent. Does the government need to set up Mm -hmm. an department of DHS to combat that? Absolutely not. And, and also, yeah, we do know the DHS, uh, which was started by Bush, by the way, you know, does just go after people for political reasons. Under Bush, they were going after, like, anti-war protesters. And then under Obama, you had Janet Napolitano, if you remember. She was going after veterans. She was going after anti-abortion activists, going after Ron Paul supporters, going after libertarians, anyone with a Gadsden flag. They were all potential terrorists. And, yeah, DHS is a very bad track record. It's something that should have never been started, I think.
1: So just turn everything off. Be like me. Be unplugged and get. Well, the I think news you should read the
0: news. I mean, I think you should read the news. I, I, I think people should be up on things.
1: I don't know. I, I, I'll just listen to you, brother. You just tell me what we're going to talk about, and that's when I'll read it. I, no, I, 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 I mean, I, I'm
0: certainly not a perfect source of information, but I think people. I mean, we've had plenty of great people on here. Holly McKay. We yeah. have Marty Scoveland on. Luke Ryan uh Jack Murphy, we we've had uh, there's a lot of people who write great articles and, and do put out great information. And and actually a lot of the articles that I get are from NBC and you know, like last week I reported on the USS Um George Washington. It was a straightforward news article. I think the problem is and I've heard Marty say it, you shouldn't be watching your news. You should be reading most of your news and, and I, not reading I, headlines.
1: I, I agree with that. I don't I don't watch you know, all y'all out there that have followed the show you know that even the last time I watched the news was the last time I was on it, and that was five years ago. And no, you were—I
0: I, I counted it? that. You were on Newsmax like three years ago. Was it or, three or years? Two, ago? And a half, two and a
1: half. you Also, all you new people, you'll understand that my time reference Ian always is fixing. I'm always way off. A year. Yes, or not five two. years. It's oh, a little bit of an exaggeration. Off. But but it's been a long time, and I won't go on the news anymore. I won't do it. Um, it, it's gonna. It takes a lot to do that because I, I was behind the scenes, and I do see the divisiveness, and I do see the echo chambers on the studios that I go to, and and how they both think they're right, and how the the arrogance there as well as both. And it's it's not American to me. It's, it's it's not the humility. It's not the virtue at all. It's it's people that want to be big stars on the TV, and for some reason correspondents now are treated like rock stars. And uh, I think that's completely, that's just, that's just sickening to me. So, uh, but so, so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you and I'm with you. If you're going to, if you have to be pay attention to the news, then read it, get on and read all the articles, read everything, and then use your common sense. And as a good Americans, we all have great common sense, find a determination, make a determination of what's going on. But as far as war goes, There's no there's no uh, innocent side in war and there will be atrocities on both sides and it will continue and it will even grow as the war goes on because we are human. And when we see bad things in our heads, it changes you and it doesn't make it all right. You just don't care anymore. You just your human life. You you don't care, especially when you see friends die or you just are around a lot of death. You become desensitized to it. And it's hard to not uh, not it's hard to bring back that humanity that you had when you first started. So yeah, well, that's my just anyway.
0: We've got, we've got some emails to get to. So I definitely want to get to that. Um, before we do, we always talk about Bubs Naturals, one of our yeah. great sponsors, and they do have the best collagen protein oh, on the market is not going to disrupt your digestive system or any of that. And, and really a big part of their mission is 10% of all profits going back to the Glenn Memorial Foundation. And for those of you who have heard about Bub, Bub was an adventure seeker, a river guide, skier, Ironman competitor, fitness fanatic, chef, gardener, handyman, and an epic storyteller. He was a national hero, a Navy SEAL who saved lives, and was always the life of the party. And he became a best friend to all who knew him, The spirit lives on within each of us. So that's why Sean Lake created Bubs Naturals. And they just have a great line of products, whether it's the MCT oil powder, the uh, apple cider vinegar gummies, the fountain of youth formula. And of course, I'd say their flagship product. The one that I really use the most is their collagen protein.
1: It's tremendous stuff, guys. Uh, It it does help improve your skin tone, helps with joint rebuilding your joints, of course, helps with building some muscle. uh, uh, But uh, the MCT oil as well with rebuilding your gut that MCT oil tastes great in coffee, but also what it does, it, it's almost like a pre-workout. It, I take it before I'm going to do a workout and it does give me a little boost. Um, and um, guys, it, it has been, I have ulcerative colitis for a lot of you out there that have followed. So know that. Um, and it, it's the only protein or any supplement I've ever taken that I don't have a, doesn't cause a flare up or doesn't cause my stomach to, to, to get upset and, and pain and pain goes away cramping and all that. So, um, it's safe for you guys with inflammatory bowel disease. I've been taking it. Help me with my years. Two years, we're going to say five. Something say like two. that. Something like so, two. But yeah, yeah. guys, it's tremendous. Best stuff out there by far. You give it a try. And of course, you're helping out the Glendora Memorial Foundation. My former teammate, uh, Bob Glendoro, who was with us in Benghazi when he passed away uh, by a mortar attack that evening on 9-12-2012.
0: Yep. Yeah. So check them out guys, bubsnaturals.com. Use the promo code battle and you're going to get 20% off. You can find it in stores and all that, but the best deal is going to be through yep. us. That's bubsnaturals.com. Use the promo code Battleline for 20% off. Uh, link is right there in the description, of course. And are you over 35 or older, or I should say, are you 35 or older? <laughs> uh, do you currently feel like you're lacking that primal motivation drive and energy you used to? Do you want more out of life and to improve your performance in the gym and the bedroom? Well, here's the deal. Every year after puberty, your growth hormone decreases sometimes by 50% by the age of 35, and it only keeps going downhill from there. It doesn't matter how in shape you are or how good your diet is, it's actually happening to all of us. That's where BioPro Plus comes in. BioPro Plus is the first of its kind, a 100% non synthetic alternative. To prescription hgh growth hormone treatments it immediately replaces what your body is no longer getting and it does it naturally without the needles nasty side effects or expensive cost of the typical synthetic growth hormone treatment mm-hmm. so if you want to fix your performance in the bedroom chronic fatigue and pain or even just how you look in the mirror you got to check out BioPro plus which you've been on for a while it, now. it
1: work it's been uh, almost two months now a month and a half um and but guys it is tremendous. I, I've seen my my muscle tone come back. Um, it has, and I even t- could tell the difference using bubs and then starting to take the bioprotein that my body was using the bubs more efficiently. I could just see changes just from taking the bubs, the, the collagen protein and MCT oil and how it even stepped that up a level because my body now has the human growth hormone, or I should say it was utilizing and making that come back as I'm 51 years old. So it was using, All the nutrients supplements that were in my body more efficiently it's tremendous stuff guys it is i i just i ran 14 miles when i was in hawaii over two days on trails i'm 51 years old uh and then i worked out after at the gym and i you know haven't been able to do that since i was 30. so it works and it's non-synthetic which is important i told you at the beginning of the show i used to take steroids i used to sell steroids in college that stuff in the short run, might seem it helping, but in the long run, it really damages your body. And if you're taking regular human growth hormone, that's going to cause you to stop making human growth hormone hormone as you get older. So you don't want to take those synthetics, take this, and it's going to make a huge improvement, just not in your emotional state, your physical state, but also hey, your libido. And when we have Mrs. Tano on, if she'll ever come on, we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. great stuff, guys. I, I I swear by it, it has it has done wonders for me.
0: Yeah. So check it out, guys. bioproteintech.com. Battleline listeners receive $30 off by using Battleline at checkout while supplies last. com. $30 off when you use Battleline at checkout. Once again, guys, bioproteintech.com Use the promo code Battleline at checkout. With that, we've got a few emails to get to. So we'll get into those. Um, plenty of just different topics this show
1: what do we got man Let's see. yeah what we've, we've got, got a
0: few different ones um so yeah we'll get right into them this first one is from rose it says uh or no it's i think it's because it's rose brug on the oh josh josh so it's josh Rosebrug. You, 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 you got that
1: you got that right we're good you good
0: i i thought it was rose at first so yeah josh <laughs> Rosebrug. okay dear ian and chris i've listened to your podcast since the beginning I can always take something away from each episode, whether it's something either of you or one guest has said. Recently, however, I've been able to get something physical from your show. I've been wanting to get into BJJ for a while, but there isn't anything where I live. That's why I want to thank you for having Justin Sheehan on a few weeks ago. The BJJ gym he just opened is close to me, and now my wife and I have both been attending regularly. Justin is an awesome instructor and an even more awesome guy. Thank you again for making this connection possible. So, That's not really a question, awesome. but it's great to hear.
2: Yeah,
1: the yeah. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and Justin, where's he at? Was he in Virginia Beach? No, uh,
0: Justin was It was in um,
1: Michigan. Michigan. That's outstanding. And and that, boy, that is a great workout. Rolling around on the floor for three minutes, you are drenched in sweat. And But it is fun once you get down that ground fighting, and especially again, if you do have a great instructor like Justin, I'm sure he is. And he's just the nicest guy in the world that makes it very unintimidating. I'm sure it's, it's tremendous. So shout out to Justin and shout out to getting to his dojo there, getting to his training facility there in Michigan. Get out there, guys, and train with him. And you're just going to like him because he's not just a great instructor, former SEAL Team 6 Dev guy, so he's got the pedigree, but also he's just the nicest guy in the world. And that's what you want is to be an instructor. You want to be very unintimidating so people are comfortable and they can learn.
0: Yeah. I awesome. was like, not intimidating, I guess, but still a badass. I mean, yeah, yeah he's, uh, he, he was yeah. great having him on and, and uh, yeah, it's just cool to see that people hear about this through the show. And yeah, Justin even emailed me and he was like, Hey, I have people reaching out to me about firearms instruction thats and, awesome and, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu training. Yes. So yeah, it lets me know that the show is having an impact and a positive impact on people. And it's just, it's cool to hear. So yep. yeah, great to hear that. Um, this is one from friend of the show, audacious Andy, uh, Chris, there are so many people out there, including myself, that suffer from PTSD and anxiety. Some days it consumes me so much that I can't function. Sometimes the feeling can be like a heavy anchor that weighs down your mind and body and you feel stuck. How do you handle your PTSD or when your demons rear their ugly head? And what advice would you give to people who are suffering and are afraid to get help or those who are uh, on the path to seeking help? Thank you, Chris and Ian, for keeping it real and unfiltered. I love the podcast, and it makes my Mondays more enjoyable. Man, Thanks cool. again, Andy. Yeah, and I always appreciate she runs the yeah. Tonto Tontoism uh, Instagram, if people don't know that. So, and
1: just to yeah. see someone that has improved from when she first started following all the Tonto stuff out there and myself to now, she leaps and bounds. I mean, I think comes out of her shell, and she, you know, she's a head, she works out all the time now too, which is awesome. But, I, I guys, I, I think if you're married, you know, and you have a good relationship with your wife, that is one thing, or your husband, uh, you know, depending uh, depending if you're male or female or whatever you want to say, husband, wife, if you have that significant other, then you need to talk to them. Let them help you. Uh, that's huge. A lot of veterans or even police officers that I talk to or they'll come and talk to me and say, I'm suffering, just a question like this, we'll say, and they'll say, how, how do I get through it? And I'll say, well, are, are you married? And they'll say, well, I'm divorced or I'm estranged or, well, I am, but I'm having a hard time with my spouse or we're not getting along well, there's your first indicator i mean my hardest times was when i was getting divorced and, and i was estranged from tanya my wife current wife um we we divorced and got remarried I, I think that has a lot to do with it your spouse will help you get through it uh if you don't then yeah because in the case of andy she, you you know, got, she, i know you, she's not so to go on the path that you to talk to somebody i i know a lot of us are too proud to to say we have an issue, we have a problem or we can't help, we can't get through it, but we can't get through it unless we just handle it ourselves and we want to be, you know, isolated. Don't, don't isolate yourself. Go find somebody to talk to. I've talked to therapists before. When I was estranged from Tanya, I didn't have her to talk to. I went to the VA and we had a great VA in Omaha. I know it's different around different states, but the VA was, was tremendous in Omaha and talked to a therapist, talked to a mental health specialist. And it did help. Um, We can't do this on your own. Now, eventually, though, you do have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, say, okay, I'm not going to let this beat me and find a way to to just continue to go on. But I remember the days that I couldn't I didn't want to get out of bed. The best thing I did was forcing myself out of bed. Get out of bed. Go do something. Get out of bed. Go for a run. Get out of bed. Go to Target. Get some coffee. Just, Just get out of bed. And that helped a ton as well. Um, uh, you just don't lay there and feel sorry for yourself. And it's that tough love attitude. You are going to get coddled by the mental health therapist, depending on who your spouse is. You may get coddled there as well. <laughs> uh, Tanya doesn't coddle me too much, but she does a great job, at least keeping it real for me. But eventually it's up to you. You got to look in the mirror and say, do I want to live like this the rest of my life? hundred percent of your answers out there should be no. Then you got to fix yourself. And that's find something that you enjoy doing that you can do on your own that helps you. With me, um, I think Ian might even be the same way. It's physical fitness. I love to run. I love to work out. It helps me, those endorphins that you kick it does definitely help. Uh, But also find somebody to talk to. And if it's not a significant other, it's not a family member, um, then find a mental health specialist. I I do believe in talking to your teammates as well, but you all kind of can share the same stories. And sometimes that doesn't help because you bring memories back that with that other, that may bring both of you down where I think some talking to someone that's a professional outside of your group adds a lot of benefit to getting you on the right path because that person doesn't have any preconceived notions of who you are because they've never worked with you before where a teammate has. And sometimes you talk to that teammate and you actually, you think it's going to help and you just spin, you guys both spin down together and that's happened to me before. Um, so uh, but if you are, you know, if that's what helps you at least get your foot in the door to at least start talking to somebody, talk to that teammate, but eventually get out with that mental health specialist. And then eventually, again, add prayer to your daily life. It helps. Um, tell God you can't take it and I need your help. And that's what I did. God, I, I need you. I can't do this. I need you to carry me. That's what I said. And that's when he picked my ass up, started carrying me um, and live a good life if you're doing things you shouldn't be doing, you're breaking a commandment, True. stop breaking those damn commandments. And, and I don't mean damn commandments as they're damning. Damn it, <laughs> you stop yeah. breaking those commandments. And that does help as well. Live a good life, clean living. There's nothing to be said that for clean living, clean living, you have no guilt. You have no, nothing to look back on that's terrible. You, you don't have anything. And if you have God there, that's gonna forgive you, regardless of what you do. Um, you can live a really good life. So that's it, man. Really? That's it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, you know, you could offer more on this than I can cause I, I don't have PTSD or anything like that. I've gone through um, episodes of the depression and, and I have spoken to a therapist. I, I don't think that has to be a lifelong thing. It hasn't no. been for me because I've definitely gone, uh, it, it comes back down again, but I've gone very long periods. I've gone periods of a year where, where nothing really is dragging me down to that point where it's, uh, you know, debilitating. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, recently, I, I, a few months ago, I, I was even talking to you. I, I had something that was, you know, kind of bothering me. And, you know, I, I got, I, I snapped, at least for me, I snap out of things pretty quickly. But um, I think sometimes people are reluctant to go to a therapist. And I know I was because uh, the stereotype there is, oh, they're going to make me go on medication. They're yeah. going to, you know, and well, some of them might, but the guy that I went to, he wanted me to get an analysis and go to a psych, uh, cause he's a psychologist, right? And he wanted me to go to a psychiatrist. I get them messed up. The people could actually give you medication. And you know, the guy was straight up with me and he said to me, yeah, you know, you suffer from some depression, but it sounds like you have certain outlets with working out with journaling that yeah. you do. Um, and he said, Hey, I could write you a prescription right now, but, uh, if you don't want me to, I'm not going to. Um, he said, if you want me to, you know, I can definitely prescribe you something. I said, no, and I've never, I've never been on any medication yep. for uh, depression or anything like that. Um, I, I was once on medi- medication for ADD, which I think is kind of bullshit, but that's a whole another, and that'll probably offend some <laughs> people, but that's a whole another tangent, I guess, because I mean, I could do a two hour podcast, I can do a five hour podcast with you and pay attention. I think <laughs> I, like many other males in particular, we just don't like to be in a classroom being lectured, yeah. you know for however long, you know, your mind wanders. I don't think that's a, that's a disorder. I think it's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, don't be, uh, if you go to the right person, you get a referral for the right person and you're worried that they're, they're going to put you on medication for something, uh, you know, you, you have, you have the right to say, I don't want to be on, medication. I don't want to be on it. Yeah. They can't make you get on anything. And I know like in the case of her, you know, I, I know Andy well enough through all of this that she's not someone who has some major, major issue where it's, you know, because there are people who legally the state needs to put away somewhere. Right. And they're going to put you on medication (laughs) unless you're in that category. No, you have a right to say, I don't want to be on anything. I just want to talk to somebody. And um, actually, you know, this isn't a sponsor. We're even saying like one of our former sponsors better help. You could even do it online now. Yeah. You don't even have to go anywhere. So there's really no excuse, I think, not to do something because yeah, if you want to just sit at home and do it on your computer, you can now. If you want, you know, there's all these different options available. So that's I have, what I would add. And f-
1: yeah. find work. We say in the military, find work. You're always finding work. Whenever you're clearing a house, you're finding work. Whenever you're on a mission, you're finding work. You're always finding something to do that keeps your brain from yeah. going down a slippery slope and, and spinning. In it. But at night, you have to. There's nothing you can do at night. That's just how it is. You don't want to stay up all the time either because that's not going to help you. I'm big. I'm I agree with you on the medication, too. I took medication thinking it might help. It didn't it actually made it worse for me. Um, what helped me on the emotional state was the CBD that actually helped the bunch. Yeah. The CBD oil definitely did help from and, and, you know, we use Ned. Ned's a, has been a tremendous sponsor for us, but their CBD oil has been awesome. And that helped me get off the medication. But guys, it does take yourself looking in the mirror. And you said another thing, journaling when I was having yeah. my bad issues, I would, I'd write things down and I still have my book. I still have it. I'm I still point. write all the time. I mean, right. I have, I have stacks and stuff. stacks and stacks of
0: books. I go to Starbucks and I'll do some reading and, and I say Starbucks. Cause I actually do think it's good to get outside and yeah. you might yeah. get in a conversation with someone just like the gym. I have great conversations with people and yeah, I bring whatever I'm reading. I bring my journal. I write some thoughts down ideas for the show. Maybe ideas for different things I want to do. And and I, I read books, I, I try to read other books, I read a lot of uh autobiographies and that type of thing. So
1: and, and you can do it, guys. Every one of you can get out of that funk. If I could, I know every one of you can. Where when it's gonna be, I can't tell you that. Yeah. It's it's up to you, but it, it's up God's to that end of it. Watch, right? Like it it's is. not on your exactly, time. it's not on your time, but as long as you just live, live claim, find some good positive outlets to have. Uh, whether that's physical or whether that's going to Starbucks and reading a book, that is a positive outlet. To me, that is extremely positive. Writing stuff down, drawing. If you're a great artist, doing something that is that, that makes you feel good. And also you at the end state. You can look at it and be like, man, I completed that. That makes you feel good. Just anything. It doesn't have to just be physical fitness or going to the range and shooting. Art, i think artists or musicians or that is the same thing to me because it takes practice to be perfect at that too and it's something you can strive to attain and get improving and continue to improve on and it's it's very therapeutic so i know i'm, I'm big into guns and fitness but i also believe in art and i also believe in music and i believe in philosophy and reading and if that's what you're into then make that your positive outlet and and get good at that and be and, and you're going to see yourself change and look in the mirror because it's something you're accomplishing um over time but you're right God it's god's path god God's going to decide for you and pray guys find your faith again it does help immensely
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. To kind of what you're saying, you got you gotta have purpose in your yeah, life. You have some you. type of purpose. It's always well, and it's always got to be something new. Um, it can't just be always like looking back on things that you've accomplished. You gotta yeah. always strive for something new in your life to accomplish. Um, all right, next one here is from a guy who writes us all the time. Uh, great listener, Michael Moore, uh, Chris and Ian. Really great uh, podcast with Matt Waters for the past yeah. years. I have been a vendor for Fort Lewis, Chris, the base. I'm sure you know well. My company has outfitted the majority of their barracks, including the Ranger barracks on post. For the longest time, I would stay overnight in Tacoma, and now I don't even go near the place. It is a dump and really dangerous to be there at night. The same goes for Seattle. Once beautiful cities with many things to see and do, but not any longer. Matt is right. If you are a cop in the uh, northwest from Portland to the Canadian border, the best thing you can do is not be one, it's completely out of control. I wish Matt all the best and, as usual, a solid American who rises above his injury and faces to the challenges before him. Truly a good example of America strong. Thanks for getting him on again. I really enjoyed the podcast. Keep him coming. Michael Moore.
1: Uh, that's, I, not, not a question again, just saying, but that's, I you know, I've been in the Northwest for a long time. So, I, and I really, before I like to say, yeah, it's exactly like that, or even with what Matty said, now Matty would know, being a Tacoma sure. police officer, I still like to see it with my own eyes. I'm, I'm sure there's still good pockets there. There's got to I be mean, Chris Dykos, one of my Ranger buddies, lives yeah. there. And and, uh, you know, and, and
0: to be fair, it's funny because I talked to Chris off the air like, Chris might fit in more there because Chris is more of a left-wing guy. but Which goes to the military is not a monolith. That's Nat, clearly a little bit more of a center-right Center guy. Center-right
1: guy. Chris more center-left. But but crime doesn't care if you're left or right, guys. It True. doesn't. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I think there are, but I, 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 I tend to agree that it is a, probably a little, little bit more dangerous, if not a lot more dangerous, just because Maddie was a cop there. So he was seeing the underbelly of it all where Chris wasn't, you know, Chris lives there, but he's not involved in the, in the crime, in the crime on a daily basis. And Maddie was for many, many years. So um, it's sad to say that because the Northwest is beautiful. That's where I learned how to scuba dive it was in the Puget Sound. It's gorgeous i ran all over that place up there when i was living there in olympia and puyallup uh, when i was stationed there with second ranger um but i i think it can come back it's just the people there have to say if it, if the crime is as bad as they say it is up there and it's certain groups then you, guys you gotta you gotta back your law enforcement your law enforcement's gonna stop that and everybody has to um but law enforcement on that end, you also have to uphold standards. Because remember, Maddie said the standards have dropped immensely. Well, if the standards have dropped, then you're gonna get substandard police officers, and that in turn could create some problems on the streets. Well, cops, you gotta hold your high standards in. And you gotta be perfect. You really do. Um, you know, I, I think it was it Chris Rock that did that joke, like a you know, he said it when Oh, you, they, when you can't have any bad apples, yeah, any bad apples. Um uh it's, it's and I think he made the comparison to the airline pilots. Speaking of the, the airline pilots. like yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's good except for George. Don't worry about George. He might crash the plane and kill a hundred people, but you know, the other 99% are good. No, as yeah. a police officer, you all have to be up to that high standard. And that's up to the departments to uphold those standards. And then on the ground, it's up to that individual to have that virtue and humanity. Um, So I, I think it's, again, it's a double edged sword. If you're, you're not getting the police officers to the standard that you need them at then you're putting them on the street to deal with people that have no standards because they're just criminals it's it's not it's not a good recipe for success but the only way you can fix that is the people there have to want the place to get better and they have to vote as such um and you have to put the right people in charge um and you can't have a defund that was washington was a big defund the police for at least that the metropolitan area from what i understand Correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, because, you know, sometimes no. I speak off the cuff and I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. But no, I, I mean, believe I, it I was. Think
0: everybody saw that.
1: I think that you th- that didn't help, guys. And now you're kind of paying the price for it. So uh, got to be smarter. Common sense. Like I said, individuals as Americans, we have mucho common sense, tons of common sense. So we get these groups that we lose our fucking minds. So utilize your common sense. And then if if Washington is still not the place you want to be, then like everybody else is doing move move someplace you want to i guarantee you when the taxes start falling and the state isn't getting revenue because they're losing 300 400 000 people politicians will change their minds on how they stand and we're also we're starting to see that already um because we are i don't think i've heard a defund the police in a long time i've heard actually we need more police is what i've been hearing or, or when you send me an article or if i read something uh, that's what I see in the majority of the states. So I don't know what you're feeling on it, brother. I, I, I guess. No,
0: I, so if you guys are watching the video, you might've saw, I was typing there just cause I wanted to, I was trying to refresh and who the guest was, but like, yeah, when we had Christopher Strom on, you know, mm-hmm. who was a NYPD Intel officer and Marine, uh, and you were talking about the standards. I mean, if you guys listen back to that episode, remember he was talking about yeah. how they changed the, the triggers on guns yeah. so to put more force on the trigger. That's, and, that's dangerous. Yeah, man, and
1: that's all dangerous.
0: different types wow. of like crazy stuff that was going on that didn't make any sense. So, yeah, I just when you were talking about that the standards need to be correct, it reminded me of that. So it seems like in all major cities you're having these. Issues with guys that we've had on who have the experience, who have been there and seen it, guys like Christopher Strum uh, and guys like Matt Waters, they'll tell you the standards are not
1: there. And that is not a recipe for success on the street. Uh, You know, I I know I know it's the cops think I'm crazy and and uh, people out there would think I'm crazy. But uh, community policing, Matt mentioned, that's huge, guys, and we don't do that anymore. Community policing is when you used to have the beat cops. That yeah, could walk the neighborhood. When we had Derek Bannon
0: on. He talked about that too. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. You,
1: we, we don't have that anymore. You've got police officers with their Terminator shades on. They look like they honestly, and I know a lot of cops aren't, but they look like assholes that you don't want to talk to. You're, you're giving off the wrong persona. Now, you see a lot of cops getting shot on the street. So having cops walk on the street again, maybe we're past that point of no return. We can never do that. But I do think if we could, the community policing and people actually getting to know that your police officers in your neighborhoods, I, I really do think that would help because now you're putting a face and you're actually meeting this person and you're saying, hey, you know what? He's got a badge on, but he's not an asshole. He's actually a really nice guy. Or the cop going to the house that may look unkempt or just, you know, just it's just doesn't it looks like a crack house and you go in and it's just people that are having a hard time on life right now, but they're good people. They just need a leg up or some little help. And we don't have that anymore. Community policing is, is not out there. And I, I think if we had community policing like we did in the good old days, or if we just did it more with the beat cops or, or people in the community getting to know the officers that patrol their neighborhoods, I think a lot of this would stop, to be honest with you, because you find out neither sides are assholes. They're just thinking each other's ass because they don't talk to each other. And then of course the media going straight back to the media, the media doesn't help that either. So whether you're right or left. So I but I, I don't know, you guys can say, Tommy, you got your dick grown out of your forehead. You know what you're talking about. There's no way we're putting cops on the streets again because they're gonna get shot. I was screwed. That might be a possibility just because of the ambushes. And you see them in New York, the cops get ambushed where they're sitting in their cars. I don't know. I, I tend to tend to if I know somebody, I, I try and know how they are and talk to them brother Um, I have less of uh, less of thoughts of thinking of how they are especially if they look like assholes there have been a lot of guys I've met that I thought were assholes before I met them and then when I met them it's like he's not an asshole he's actually a really good dude he just gave off that persona of being an asshole whether it was the shades he was wearing the way he was holding himself or she she was an asshole and then you met him like really good dude they're really, Or she's really cool, uh, you know, and I think we just we just we get these things of how people act because or how we think they're going to act or their personality just because of the damn social media and media. And because we don't take the time to go say, hey, dude, I'm Chris. How are you? What's your name? We don't do yeah. that. Yeah, I mean,
0: one thing I, th- I do think the NYPD actually gets right is it is, without a doubt, a very diverse police force. Yeah. And and you need to have that because New yeah. York especially you got areas of flushing that are all Korean. You got areas of, you know, the Bronx that are all Latino. And you have to have people that could that that look like they're part of the area and are able to talk to people. So, I do, you know, guys who actually would like to have on at some point, like Ricky Poe, the Asian police officer that I know from the gym. You know, I think it's important to have that type of thing um you know I, I know some people it obviously should always be best person for the job of course i know people are gonna combat that with with that but i do sure. think in an area like new york you have to have people who could speak with all different types of people and hey i will say this too if you look at what happened on the subway that we talked about a few weeks ago um i don't think that would have happened at penn station i think there's a lot less of that you see at penn station because you go there you know and there's yeah. always a heavy police presence and uh, you know you need to have that, I think, in a place like New York City. I'm not a, you know, police state kind of guy. I, I think in most areas of the country, yeah, you don't need that. But a place like Penn Station or subways late at night, yeah, you do have to have, have well,
1: it's, that it's a, it's, it. That, dude, that's just a, That's smart. That's just, again, common sense. The probability of there being uh, a crime going on in an area that has a ton of people that is visibly away from the streets that you don't have deterrence there because you don't have enough police force. Of course, that's an easy target. That's just common sense, brother. I don't think you're saying that. I don't. I don't think you're saying anything. Or I'm taking that. Yeah, we need more cops to make a police state. You're just saying, hey, this is a high crime area. The probability of crime is there, so probably want to put more deterrence there so there's not. Because that's a, that's what a successful, I think, successful police officer is, is someone that has never had to deal with crime because. Crimes too afraid to come around and commit it around them because they're always present. That's success to me. Not not having not seeing cops having to go hands on to apprehend somebody because there's crimes, all, there's, there's criminals, and there's crime all the time. It's success in policing to me is never having crime in the area that you have police because crimes too afraid to to root its ugly head. Yeah, although that's that, never going to happen yeah, in New York City. I know that. You know, there's never going to be
0: a time that Chicago and New York yeah. City is super low crime that's a pipe dream you're
1: right it's a pipe dream yeah but but i I just
0: mean like areas like penn station you know they're prime for a terrorist attack and i think areas like that you have to have a heavy police presence you just you know anyway um that's common sense
1: man that's just your common sense and that's just that's a good statement in my opinion
0: uh all right last email here uh is from robin who writes us all the time and this is actually a really good one i have a lot to say about this one Uh, Good evening, KP and Ian. Thank you so very much for answering my question about cancel culture. Just wanting your insights on yet another topic. I have an almost 11-year-old son, and as a mom, I definitely am in the know of the challenges or trends going on, especially on social media. Let's face it, times are completely different than when I was 11, especially with the access to sites like YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, etc., And the influence they do have on our kiddos and all of society for that matter, especially when it comes to sex, politics, and religion. Please know that I love and respect all people, but seriously wonder if some of the things they do are only done because they see things on social media and want to be in the in crowd. I don't know if you remember the ice bucket challenge back in 2014, but it seemed everyone wanted to do it to look cool, but had no idea what ALS was. After that, it seems as though it's a new challenge all the time from Gangnam style dancing, which in all actuality isn't that harmless. But then you have the crate challenge where folks are getting seriously hurt or even killed, like eating Tide Pods, blackout challenge, et cetera. Uh, Then there's the trends with the BLM movement, LGBTQ movement, uh, et cetera, where you're faking it. But in all actuality, you just want to feel included. And that's really not part of what you are as a person left versus right, mask versus non-mask, Christian versus atheist. What's going on with the invasion of Ukraine? I could go on and on, but hopefully you get the point. People's standpoints might be standpoints might be disingenuous just to fulfill the need for inclusivity. As always, your thoughts and opinions are appreciated. Sorry, this is a bit windy, but trying to sum up a lot going on. No, I thought it was a good email. Thank you again, Robin. I thought I... She makes a lot of good points you want me to start this yeah, yeah, I I mean, yeah, yeah this goes back to completely i think what i said about disinformation and tiktok and tiktok is like the biggest culprit of this because it's a it's a wing of the communist chinese party that's what it is that's where your information is going do you, I mean, did, it's bad did, enough you get, we have
1: before you get started yeah did you think because this is one thing i do know i never read. trump won didn't he want to stop have TikTok yeah. in this country
0: he did and i think he the problem was i mean in, in all honesty my opinion as i think he did a horrible job of articulating it because people on TikTok were attacking him and it looked like you know just trump's okay. ego it looked like it was all about oh i'm being attacked let's shut this thing down when in all actuality he should have gone out there and said no this is a national security issue This is data going to China, and there actually are members of Congress who did a good job of articulating that. And that's why I believe they either banned or were banning TikTok from military bases and that type of thing, because it's a national security risk. Your data is going to China. It's bad enough we have social media companies spying on Americans from the American government like we don't need the Chinese government. Getting so, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a reason I will <clears throat> never be on any of those apps. I, I do as little social media as possible personally. I'm on Twitter. That's about it. The show is on Instagram, yeah. you know, Facebook, all of that. Sorry, but go um, ahead, brother.
1: I just I, no the the point. I I
0: said, yeah. yeah, no, I I, I would have been all for banning TikTok for sure. I agree with Trump. I just think he could have articulated it a lot better personally. Well, shocker, because yeah, because it I think it, he, it, I think, I mean, when he talked about banning it, I don't think most Americans knew why. I think they were like, oh, he's butthurt because they're making fun of him. There are people on TikTok buying tickets to his events and not showing up and, you know, doing crazy shit like that. So I think they took it as, oh, they uh, were pissing off Trump when he could have gone out there and made us. I mean, he just I didn't hear him yeah. say anything about national security regarding TikTok, which should have been the issue. Um, so anyway, the point is, though, I think TikTok is like the biggest purveyor of um of uh, what's it called of, of disinformation information. And, and they and they do make certain things trend for a reason. When you talk about the whole AG, LGBTQ movement, this is not a conspiracy. You can look this up. Um, if you look at how China is run out of TikTok, how TikTok is run out of China, the things the algorithm has trending for kids are really important skills like mechanics and math and, and like science and things that kids should be learning. If you look at what's trending for kids in on TikTok in America, it is a lot of LGBTQ stuff and transgender and all that. And, you know, a lot of I was born in the wrong body and and all that type of stuff. And then um, I see a lot of anti-American propaganda that trends. Uh, there was a huge video that I'm not on TikTok, but it was all over Twitter. It was all over Instagram. It originated from TikTok. That was a ton of misinformation about Israel. Why are they doing that? I think it's to put out this, the idea that, America is bad. All of America's allies are bad. All of America's allies are always in the wrong. You know, Israel has done everything wrong and the Palestinians are 100% innocent when everything is a little bit more nuanced than that. But I think they're purposely trending things on the algorithm that'll create distrust in America. And yeah, I think all these things are trending for a reason. Um, They're trending to create a lot of hatred amongst us, to create infighting. And I think China is... Is sitting back with their popcorn and watching the US implode. I could tell you this, man, when I worked at Sirius XM, someone came back from China, right? And they had a Chinese propaganda poster. And what was on the poster? It was a police officer beating a black man, right? This is what they want China to believe the US is. They, you know, it had all different types of horrible things in America. And this is what they put out there. And then they put it out to us on social media, and we all get on because. You know, they they masqueraded, as I said, with silly dance challenges and all this stuff. But they make sure they throw in some propaganda there as well. uh, That's anti-America. And yes, I do think yeah the the rise. Right. This would be a whole nother issue with the rise in the transgender and all that. Yeah, I think a lot of is politically motivated for sure. I mean, this would be a whole nother topic, like I said. But I think there's a reason you're seeing more and more. You know, biological boys saying I believe I'm a woman born in the wrong body. I, I think a lot of that is social media. Absolutely, just right. my opinion.
1: And it's at a time, you know, it's at a time too where you, you are. You're probably been in high school where you you have a lot. You don't know really know what you are. You don't know what you're going to do. What what's going to happen down the line? And and if there's a way to press that, well, that's what they're going Unconventional. We unconventional warfare. It's what it is. You know, you're, you're they're taking advantage of it. The, I'm not on TikTok. I. I don't ever want to be on tiktok
0: no but but dude no no one our age or older should be on tiktok like Uh, yeah even even if you are gonna be on like it's embarrassing you know i i feel like anyone who's like 40 50 trying to be a social media influencer like to me right unless you're a hot chick right but those who should be influencers (laughs) but if you're like a if you're like a man my age or your age you Should not be doing dance yeah. challenges like you look, no. you look very These silly, you look very immature, yeah. right? I mean, like, there,
1: there is there is that spot in there from what four, 40 to 80, and then if you do it after 80, then you're cute, then you're yeah, cute. yeah. I agree, I agree, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but uh, yeah, common sense, guys, if, if they're pushing out something and you know this is horse, shit, then you know, then why follow it? Why, and as far as but, but, push- but, but could I could I? I'm I'm going to count you on this.
0: You're saying that as a man in his fifties, right? You're able to discern information. They're not targeting you. They're targeting the twelve-year-old kid who, you know, who who wasn't going to discern information as much as you. And there definitely are. This would be very controversial to get into, but yeah, I personally, once again, whatever people are going to be mad at me, agree with me. There definitely are more and more young boys saying, "I believe I'm I'm a girl. I want to be put on." Uh, female, um, you know, uh, Estrogen, what, what would the word be? Estrogen, hormone, yes. Hormones, and, yes. and Yeah, exactly. female hormones. And, and yes, there are some people I know who experience gender dysphoria and all that. Whole nother topic. But there's a reason it's prominent in the past two years. It's not just a coincidence that suddenly people are feeling this way. Yeah. It is social media pushing this way more. When some of these people either may just be, you know, uh, girls who are, you know, tomboys, as they would say, or, or gay men there, but you know, there's, there's a big difference between that and saying I was born in the wrong body. And Hey, maybe we'll have Kristen back on at some point and She can get into this. Cause I look, I love talking to Kristen Beck and all these things, but yeah, they're targeting young kids with this. And it's easy. I think for you to say as a man in his fifties, yeah, they're putting out false information. It's a lot different, especially for the 12 year old kid who might not have a father figure at home. And this kind of is their father figure is going on the, uh, the, uh, Phone and getting their information on TikTok.
1: Well, that's where parenting comes into. I have a 17 year old boy. I have a 13 year old daughter. Um, my six year old boy. Parenting—you need to see what your kids are into. You need to be parents, just like my parents were. You have to be involved. Um, uh, there, I—I'm completely against the you know teachers and stuff being getting involved with families' issues with things that should be done at home. Um, I know the, the Florida statute and I I, actually, I I read that actually, uh, it was so small. (laughs) I know, but I I didn't, it's not like the Obamacare. It's like a few pages. I thought I was pretty like, Like, holy shit. I read a document from the U S government. Like (laughs) it's pretty straightforward. I didn't see where it said, don't say gay anywhere. No, I'm just saying, I didn't see it in there anywhere, but I I agree that parents need to be involved. So guess what? You got to, you got to parent, you got to know. And, and if that is an issue that comes up, it may be uncomfortable, but you got to talk to talk about it with your kids. Find out, and chances are they're just being kids. They're going through a hard time, like we all do when we're at that age and we're going to our teenage years, and things are coming out. And maybe uh, you know, or, or you don't have the friends that you you, you want to have, or maybe you're not popular at school, and then you think this will make you popular, or maybe there is an issue where there is some physical trait or. or or xy chromosome that's not matching up i know there's a name for it you call i, I don't know what you said but uh um but you, you got a parent you got to find out what's going on and, and as far as cancel culture goes i don't know in the midwest we don't really see that out here too much um you know learn your history i the the high school my son goes to they teach him history they haven't pulled anything out of it it's good history know your history I think that's the thing it's the biggest thing so you don't repeat history is knowing what your history is when i grew up uh We learned about slavery. We learned and slavery was bad back then. We knew and we knew that that discrimination was bad back then. This isn't something new that's just all of a sudden popping up. I think the media presses it out there. So it creates that divisiveness. But be a parent, man. You got to be a parent and you got to be involved and you got to talk to your kids. And if there's an issue and I see my son come in and he looks a little different, I'll go up to him and say, what happened today? something i said you do good in school he will oh, yeah he's a eh, yeah yeah i was good I said you good something wrong no 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 are you sure because you look like something's wrong no dad nothing's wrong and then if there is he may not talk to me but he'll talk to my wife when i leave the room it's 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 just a way of saying hey i'm here I'm your dad yeah you may not talk to me you might, but he will he'll go tell his mom which is good to me that's a win he it, it kind of hurts my feelings that he doesn't want to tell me <laughs> but at least to him, I'm saying hey, there's an issue. I, I saw something, and normally it's something small. Maybe he missed a test, or he didn't do well, or he had a bad, uh, bad high school practice, or his girlfriend dumped him. Uh, you know, something which I'm glad I'm dealing with those things. But it's still as a parent, if he comes and kind of said, you know, Dad, I, I think I'm gay. All right. Well, let's sit down and talk about this. And will I would I love him any less? No, I wouldn't. And I'll tell you that right now. And then maybe he will one day. Maybe he will. I don't. I'm, what I'm saying is, it's not something that's going to shock my system. Because I'm being a parent and being involved. And he does have TikTok. And I do make sure I do watch what he watches on TikTok. And do I Do you make worry sure. about
0: like your phone's data going to China though?
1: His his phone his phone's data. Yeah, I do a little bit. I mean right it's now. your but it's yours. I mean it your, is mine. It isn't I, paying the bill. I, like. I, I, I do I do a bit, but to me what he watches and I do monitor it pretty pretty good. You know, if if that's the, the worst thing that he's watching is the dancing and stuff. And we do. Oh, I don't talk mean about, that.
0: I just mean your actual dad No, no, you're, you're right. Time. You're right.
1: It, it is it is something that that I worry about. And as soon as I can convince Mama and them to, that I don't want him to have TikTok anymore. But that's, he doesn't have Instagram. He doesn't have Twitter. He doesn't have Facebook. And we won't let him on that social I think, media. But,
0: but to be fair, I think TikTok is worse than all. Uh, hey, bro, you're, you're, <laughs> we're
1: going to have Mama Tanya on the phone. and That's where as a parent
0: you and, as, compromise,
1: and sure. having a respect in the respect, you know, yeah, all men. Yeah, you don't. I respect my wife. Men respect their wives, sure. and I respect my wife. And she's so like, yeah, it's not hurting nothing." And I haven't, you know, my my I haven't had my title stolen yet, or my, my <laughs> anybody's gotten my bank account yet. I do have LifeLock though. Great, I love LifeLock. True, it's tremendous, great stuff. But um, it, it comes down again to where we're gonna have this out there. We always have had something out there. Was growing up as a kid, growing up, I did too. Our own, my parents had to deal with. Um, now we're dealing with that's just being a parent. So you got to be involved. And I think the more that parents are involved with their kids, even though it may be hard or we may have their kid not want them to be involved, but you still have to be a parent getting there. I think the more parents are involved, the less the less problems like this we'd be having. I just think we a lot of parents just let social media and let them be the parents for our yes. kids now. And that's not how it is. social media is something that your kids should ask you if they could have. And then once they do, if you say yes, you monitor it. If you you say no, then they don't get it. And you monitor it that way, too. Um, But to me, a lot of these problems are going because we aren't being parents or afraid to question our kids or which I'm glad we're stopping this. We we used to let the kids, uh, counselors and school officials be the parents. And that's wrong, completely wrong. Never. Parents should always have say of their kids and what goes on in school and their futures. But you got to be involved, man. Uh, you have to. And, and and I am. I'm extremely involved. I love being a father now. I wasn't as involved when I was deploying overseas. And honestly, I missed that. I really that bothered me. But luckily, I had a tr- I, I had I have a tremendous wife and she she's she's awesome. She monitored it for us and she did an excellent job with my 7 and he's he's turned out well but you're brother you're right i'm with you on the tiktok i agree with you man i didn't want it i said no 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 tiktok no he's got to have something and you're going to let him have instagram you're going to let him have facebook you're like ah, shit fine.
2: yeah
0: I, fine i mean i think people yeah. um you know I, and part of it is cuz i come from this world right of media and i think people are just they go on these these um all of them right facebook instagram they're like oh it's free it's entertainment yeah. but it's really not free. I mean, the currency is is your data. The currency is they're learning more and more information about you. they I mean, these apps know you better than you think you know. Um, yeah. And yeah, there there and there is definitely a uh, there's a war for. I mean, it's, it sounds very Alex Jones, but yeah, I, I like how Alex Jones has become like a verb because even he's used it. He's like, oh, I don't need really to go full Alex Jones, but yeah, there is there is like a war for your mind out there, and and they're they're going to feed stuff that that is probably like the worst stuff out there and we're all influenced by it man once again kind of goes back to something i said earlier in the show but like none of us ever think we're a victim of propaganda we all think we're too smart for that but all of us at one point or another has fallen for some type of propaganda it happens to everyone happens to every major news outlet we found out they put something out there that was complete russian china or u.s propaganda, right? In your case, yeah. there's a lot of smart people who do believe the Benghazi attack happened because of a YouTube video. Yeah. You know, that they're not idiots. They fell for propaganda. Uh, you know, so I, I do think it's important, as you said, if you are a parent, but I, I think what I worry about, and I'm not a parent, so I have no uh I, I have no say in this and I have no uh I shouldn't be advising anyone on how to be a parent, obviously. But I I do know there's tons of kids out there, as you said and we and I said, who don't have parents so they're being taught completely by social media and they're putting out some very, yeah. very bad stuff out there, man. And and there definitely is a war for your mind
1: out there. I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you're saying that, because if you don't have a parent or somebody that's stepping in or that is your parent, well, to heed Ian's advice here, guys, watch out what you're looking at, because you're getting brainwashed. Brainwashed has been used too damn much now. It's like a, just a, a catch term. But you're, you're being influenced. Uh, and you're being influenced wrongly. And and as to an influencer, I hate to call myself. I don't like calling, but I kind of am, but I hate it. I hate being called an influencer. No, I don't think you are. I
0: I, I think influence, I think of an influencer is someone who like, dude, their job is just to like post videos on social media. They don't really do anything else. They don't add any value. Like, I I think what you do is totally different, man. You're a public speaker. You're, uh, you know, uh, war veteran, veteran of several wars, contractor i think to put you in that category is ridiculous like well, i don't know when i think of i'm trying to think of who i think of when i think of influencer, like a male influencer i don't know there, there's a ton of them out there but i, I wouldn't put you in that category I, I don't think
1: i think guess if 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 you are out there on social media whether you are out there all the time that's why you when you see my post I, you know I'll, I'll do some promos out there because i i do believe in stuff every product that we have i use and, and i want people to to, to take good stuff and put it in their bodies, especially if you're because you don't put bad stuff in your bodies, because I've also known how that can hurt you. But the majority of the posts I do, it's it's positive or it's faith or something. that's what me. I think that's what social media needs to be for more than anything. And you don't see this much. when you do I, the rant and rave posts I used to do when I was more politically driven. It's sad, got way, way more followers and likes than the ones when I try to do something positive, but that's okay. I'm still going to try to be positive because that's what social media should be for. Not the divisiveness, not for the propaganda that gets put out there, not for the Chinese to collect your data, but that's never going to change. So you just have to be wary. And as a parent, you need to be a parent and you need to be involved with your kids. How uncomfortable it may be. You still need to be involved as my parents were with me, always involved, always asking, always asking, are you good? Everything wrong? And a lot of times it bugged the shit out of me. I remember being in high school. (laughs) I'm like, mom, I'm good. Uh, Or something bad did happen. I didn't want to talk about it. But in the end, I was glad they asked because I knew that my parents actually, they cared. So if, and eventually I would talk to one of my parents about what was going on because I knew they weren't going to judge me for it. They were just going to be parents. Um, And so uh, brother I, as Ian being a non-parent I think he gives you a <laughs> great advice uh as me being a parent as I, I think I'm giving you pretty good advice to yeah. how to be a parent as well and we got both sides covered so now it's up to you do you want do you want to believe all the propaganda that's on TikTok or how about just get off TikTok or get off social media or, or at least some forms of social media um and if you are on it just take everything on the firm with a grain of salt and do your research if you, before you start believing something that's pushed out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, this has been like we covered a lot of stuff this Oh, shit. It's Just almost 11. We,
1: wow. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> my yeah. Covered covered a lot of material here. So um, if you're not checking out the video, I know most of you guys are listening. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Hopefully, YouTube really goes somewhere for us. I mean, we could really use it. I see how good some of these videos do at the team house. So I'd love to be on that same level. So hopefully D can help us out. And uh, yeah, we have a great lineup of shows the rest of this month. As I said, I would love to get someone on from Top Gun Maverick. Uh, I've been working on that. Alex Hollings, who we had on um, retired Marine, who we had on who writes for the sandbox. He's helping me out. I've been, cause he's, he's going to meet the whole cast for uh-huh. the sandbox. And I'm like, dude, help us get someone on. I don't care if it's like pilot number five. And then I asked him if he's going to get Tom Cruise. Is he, he's, he's meeting Tom Cruise. And he's like, no, I'm meeting everyone except Tom Cruise. I'm like, that's who I would want to meet. He's like, oh, well, I'm not really a fan of the guy anyway with his Scientology and all that. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about that. Yeah, man, I, I love Tom on? Cruise. Yeah, yeah. I would want to meet Tom Cruise. Um, So that's cool that he's doing that. But I mean, I, I think these, hey, I will say, man, I think the people behind these movies like Tom Top Gun Maverick have to know when they're doing media like this is your audience man this yeah. is the audience who's going to go out and support these films i know they're going to do entertainment tonight and all that type of stuff but like don't ignore the military podcasts because oh, yeah. we go out there and, and i don't really see movies but top gun maverick i'm gonna go out and see absolutely and hopefully it's good i hope there's a kenny loggins song in
1: there. <laughs> that's what's <laughs> making it awesome I, i'll you know i'll see top gun as well i grew up on top gun the first yeah. one and it was awesome you and we've been it waiting.
0: It came yeah. out, didn't it come out like 1986, the yeah, year it I was born, back. I
1: think? I, I think so. And this, the remake came out like five years ago. Help me with my, I'm just being facetious, guys. How many, was it a couple years ago? Or are they trying to finish I it? There was a COVID? remake? I didn't even COVID. know that. No, 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 no. This one. This one, not the remake. This oh. Top Gun came out, like they had finished it before COVID or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So right
0: before COVID, yeah. yeah. But, um, yes. yeah, 1986, I mean. So we've been waiting 35 years for a new Top Gun. Like I, it's I'm excited for this. Or 37 years. Or or 36 years. I mean, I mean, Eh. yeah, I'm excited for this. And I I would love to get someone on just to talk about it. And regardless of some of the stuff I said before with the Taiwan stuff, I'm still excited for the movie. You know, I'm always give both sides of what's going on in terms of like Hollywood being in bed with China. And we won't get into that if we have someone on. But uh, but I would love to I would love to spot, speak to someone from the movie. So hopefully that'll be at the end of next uh, the end of the month. Fingers crossed.
1: If we can, I, I, that'd be great. I would I'd be be honored to have somebody on just to because I do of course I love war movies. Um, and I I do I've been part of a war movie where he did a good job, did actually an outstanding job, Michael Bay of getting getting it accurate. And that's 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 the questions I would be because when you watch war movies as a veteran. If you see something that's even accurate a little bit, you get a, a, a literally, literally it's like the movie's done. I don't want to watch this shit anymore. Like, I can't do it. So having somebody on, I, we can add a lot of validity to not the uh, we can yeah we can a lot of validity to the movie. If you want to come on and tell us how, and you're going to get a lot more veterans to the movie if you say yeah this movie we made it as accurate as we could and here's why and here's how, and then just just talking about you know just Top Gun itself because it is iconic. It will last. That's a movie that'll last forever you're gonna see yeah. it and and you hope the second one will last forever yeah. as well the, yeah we'll you see. hope
0: you don't screw it up but the, the thing that excites me i don't know if you saw this was going around um on the youtube video is i can't believe it like tom cruise is still out there doing his own stunts and he's still insisting like the crew do their own stunts and that the and that the people filming it like that they're in a plane going upside down and it's not all cgi like I think Tom Cruise is a guy, whatever you want to say about the Scientology stuff, like he's a guy who takes his craft very seriously. And I think he always does an awesome job. I mean, hey, if if Alex said, I got you know, like Tom Cruise on the show, man, that would be bucket list <laughs> right there. I'd love to ask him on. But
1: I, I tell you, I, I you know, that's respectable. And I have much respect whether I, or whether I agree with your occupation or not. And I, I don't care about it. I, I, I think I've I met some tremendous actors like Pablo Schreiber and John Krasinski. And they're tremendous individuals. But I always admire somebody, whether I like you or not, I will always admire and respect you if you put 100 percent into your craft and you work your ass off because that's how you get success. That's how you become successful. And and I think uh, Tom Cruise, just from what I've seen and, and you know, you, you hear those stories about how he's a workaholic and how he works his ass off. Um, of course, you know, other things in your life suffer when you do that, when you put put work first. It does been there been there, done that. But I still admire and respect someone that works their tail off to put out the best product they can, because that shows a lot of integrity. So, yeah, Mr. Cruz, <laughs> um, respect for you, because uh, you know I'm not a big fan of Hollywood in itself, but people and actors like Pablo, who puts, I mean, he's doing awesome on Halo right now. And he, and he obviously I'm watching and go, man, he put his ass, he put himself, he worked his ass off for it yeah all i've ever heard from other people within the industry of the little bit that i was in was that you worked your ass off and to me that is respect enough right there for him to have on the show uh, if he ever wanted to come on our little on our little podcast
0: yeah, yeah you I'm never like, know man i mean over the years i look at some of the people i've had on and if i'm going to be honest it blows my mind that some of these people have come on shows that you know stuff that we've done with ted nugent stuff you know diamond dallas page and then previously i've interviewed like roger stone i've interviewed uh i'm trying to i mean buzz aldrin that was one of the the major ones i mean i can't believe that i'm like i'm on a show right now Mm -hmm. with buzz aldrin it blows my mind so yeah you never know it would be cool to happen and uh yeah that's really it guys once again check out the youtube please subscribe to us please leave us your comments share the show out uh hopefully our twitter starts to get higher up there now with elon musk at the helm
1: yeah so, we'll, we'll yeah. see well you, we can validate if if there was some shadow banning going on i think a lot of people probably oh yeah have seen that, man.
0: i could validate that, well,
1: yeah. I, I, that and that <laughs> if that goes on so much guys it's terrible just just be fair be, be equal and fair to everybody don't try to especially if you're taking aside for politics you don't 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 adhere don't push away other humans because of politics man that's just terrible that's and hopefully that stops I mean, you know it'd be cool to have Elon Musk on too if you want to go big right. uh, yeah. and talk to him about it because that is and, and that is again another thing as respectable sticking your neck out there for integrity did you see uh, uh
0: Elon Musk on the Babylon bee by any chance?
1: I don't think I did. No, I didn't.
0: Elon Musk did a podcast with the guys from the Babylon Bee. And speaking of him going on like smaller podcasts. And they said to Elon Musk, this is why I love Elon Musk. They said to Elon Musk, um, they're like, it's crazy that you're sitting down with us. Like you could be on like CNN right now. And Elon Musk is like, he could, this is his quote, he goes, he's like, no, nah, I don't think I'm perverted enough for CNN. <laughs> I'm not like, you know, I know, I know I'm exactly called a gun to your head for this podcast. <laughs>
2: you could be on CNN right now, Yeah, you know, <laughs> <John> <laughs> a real news organization. Yeah, I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. No. I don't know. No, I, <laughs> unfortunately, I just, you know, haven't, um, you know, I guess, uh, you know what? What was it you said? The the requirement for being a CNN, at uh, CNN is uh yeah. Are you are
1: you a pervert? Uh, you yeah. know,
2: I, I'm not perverted enough. Yeah, uh, I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. Not uh, a fan. <laughs> I
1: think we probably should end the, We're going to end our podcast on that note. I got nothing. I got nothing now. Um, that's awesome. He's right. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's sorry. That's like me going on the Seven Hundred Club and saying, "Are there any evil people in the world?" From the Pat Robertson Jr. and me saying, and I did say this on the show. I don't remember they cut it. I said, "Yeah, everybody at CNN." And he's like, "I don't think everybody at CNN is evil." I was like, "Well, you asked me the question. I thought I'd tell you." And I remember walking (laughs) off the stage.
0: Did they? Or I
1: don't know. I I I I thought they kept it on, but I haven't been able to find it since. And it was it was on an episode where I did the Seven Hundred Club a couple times. It would have yeah, been a viral
0: moment. Lo- I feel like that would be a
1: viral moment. That's I, I, so why I, I don't know if they kept it on. But it was such a long time. That's when I was, you know, that's when I had that old Instagram. I shit-canned all my social media. So I, I don't even know if it's out there anymore. But it, it is something that you just, the truth hurts. Sometimes the truth hurts, man. People want to hear it, but it's got to be said. Um, I don't know if that's the case anymore, but at that time, that's how I felt. All right? Yeah. But now I'm out of, now I'm out of all that crap, so... Well he said it's, it you know,
0: Elon said it after all that stuff was coming out about like the first Cuomo producer this oh, like whole sex ring and this other so it was it was definitely a, a witty comment. I uh, I liked it. So <laughs> all right guys, uh yeah I guess I guess that, that's it. Uh follow us on all social media and uh thanks for it. Yeah,
1: thanks guys. God bless you, have a great week.
2: That's all for this episode of the Battleline Podcast. But we'll be back on Monday with more American Straight Talk. Until then, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at Battleline Pod. To sign up for future Battleline tactical courses, go to www.christantoperanto.net. Believe in yourself. Face all challenges head on, and as always, never yeah, quit. Yeah.